Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello and welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. I'm your host, Mike Moody. On this week's AgCast, Hunter McBrayer has a great conversation with Young Farmer Chairman Mitchell Henry. And in our wrap-up today, Chris Pravat gives us a market report. Hey, welcome back to Alabama AgCast. This is Hunter McBrayer, Young Farmers Director here at the Alabama Farmers Federation, and I'm super excited to have our guest on today, uh, Young Farmers Chairman and North at Large Representative on the State Young Farmers Committee, Mitchell Henry. Mitchell, thanks for taking a little bit of time away from the farm to hang out with us for a bit. Yeah, thank you, Hunter. I'm glad to be here. It's a great day to be a part of the Farmers Federation. Well, we appreciate that. We think so, too. And uh, we're excited. You know, a lot of people across the state have seen you over the past year as the face of the Young Farmers Program here at the Farmers Federation and then even at American Farm Bureau uh, as, as your role here. But I realize that maybe a lot of, not everybody across the state knows who Mitchell Henry is and, and where you come from. Can you tell me a little bit about you, where you grew up, and how you kind of got to where you are now? Yeah, so... I'm the uh, fourth generation farmer here in Moulton, Alabama at Hardin Farms, but I didn't grow up here. I actually grew up in Montgomery County on my dad's uh, family farm, and uh, we raised beef cattle down there, but um, my opportunities were here in in North Alabama with my mom's side of the family, and so I moved uh, three hours north to Moulton, Alabama, and we, together, my uh, grandfather and I, run about 700 stockers a year and so my wife and i have been married for about four years we've been uh in this together she is a a pharmacist but um she loves to help when she can she loves to go and take pictures of all the new baby calves that are being born um so we've got um a lot going on with you know we've got a brew cow herd of about 40 brew cows and then we've got the stockers and so um that's sort of the the gist of where i've been and where we're going tell me a little bit more about that decision that it was to move from really your family farm and and you know for those of you that don't know uh mitchell's family they have a fair amount of beef cattle down in south montgomery county but what it is to pick up and move up to lawrence county in a completely different setting really than where you grew up and uh kind of how did you make that decision to go up there yeah, so it all started when I was in high school. Well, I guess even before that, I always loved being out and being a part of the farm. And um, I helped my Henry grandparents in Montgomery County quite a bit growing up. And, you know, I, I love just being a part of that operation. And uh, I would also come to Moulton as a child and I would always love it up here and enjoy spending time with my maternal grandparents up here and doing a lot of the similar um, working calves, feeding calves, just, it all just was really fun for me and just really enjoyable. And so my grandfather, Harden, my mom's dad, uh, he came to me when I was about 16. And so both of his sons weren't really interested in coming back to the farm, but he had built uh, quite a good operation. And so he asked if, you know, I'll be interested in possibly coming back and, you know, transitioning in one day. And I was very interested. And so as it became time for me to go to college, I decided to major in animal science. 
And so I graduated from Auburn in 2016. And at that time, I already had a house here in Moulton. It was my great-grandparents' house that they built in the 40s. And so I fixed it up and um, got married to Rebecca in 2018. And so everything just sort of fell into place for me to become uh, a North Alabamian, uh, you know, just had more opportunities up here. Um, and so I've not regretted it one bit. It's It's been, uh, we've been welcomed in the community and uh, we're members of the Moulton Church of Christ. And so uh, we've really made a home here in North Alabama. One of my most favorite things that I remember you telling me is, as we've been through stuff over the last year was when you were in college and you were you know studying animal science, you knew that when you graduated college that you had to have grown your operation enough, living in Auburn, having the farm in, in Moulton, to be able to, to support yourself and then ultimately very quickly thereafter, you know, your wife. And and so I always thought that that was kind of one of those more cool things. It, it's a, it takes something as, as a young person to be able to put your mind to, I'm going to be self-employed the day I graduate from college and it's going to be on a farm. And, and that's a, that's a, that's a big risk and big reward there. So I've always thought yep. that was pretty cool. Well, the original story of how I got started, I bought 13 calves that didn't fit on one of my cousin's loads that my uh, Garrett Henry, my cousin in Montgomery County, I bought them and then I hauled them myself up to Moulton and fed them. And I made, <laughs> I made a lot of money. That was a good year just on those 13 calves. And so then from that point on, I was pretty well hooked. I was like, yeah, I think I want to make a living at this. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I'm sure every year since then has been just as good, right? <laughs> Not <So>. quite, but. <laughs> well, listen, something that, that you said, and I want to make sure, we have, you know, in an ideal world, we have folks that are from row crops and specialty crops and everything else. Tell me a little bit about the stalker operation, 30,000-foot view pretty quick. You know, what is your main goal? How do you kind of accomplish what you're after uh, in, in raising stalker calves? Right, so... Uh, especially in North Alabama, but really all over the state, there's lots of producers, what you call cow-calf producers. And so these are guys that have mama cows or brood cows, whatever you want to call them, and those cows produce a calf every year. Well, <clears throat> with the structure that uh, the, the beef cattle industry has, normally you want to make a truckload lot to ship those calves to a feed yard, generally somewhere in the Midwest. And so what my primary goal is, is to buy those calves from other producers, grow them to about 900 pounds from about 500 pounds. And then I'm gonna sort them so that they're, um, you know, the same gender and relatively the same size. That way when they finish, they all finish together in a very uniform way. And so uh, we actually retain ownership of them. We have sold some as feeder calves but most of what we buy, we actually retain ownership of all the way to harvest. I got you. Well, to me, that's what I think that a lot of, especially consumers, don't really see that middle part. You know, they see cows, cow-calf operations as they're driving around, but they kind of miss that part of backgrounding those cattle, getting them ready to go out west, and then, of course, you know, right. what, what We're it kind of the transition between the cow-calf producer and the feed yard. And so we can actually take calves that aren't really ready for the feed yard. We can keep them on grass, and we can, you know, grow them to a heavier weight here in Alabama before they're going to the feed yard where they're finished on a primarily corn finished ration. 
I got you. All right. I think right here would be a good spot for us to take a break. And when we come back, I want to talk about how you got involved with the Federation and, and why you continue to stay involved with us. We'll be right back. Let's take a break from this conversation and talk to one of our good friends down at Alabama Ag Credit. Travis Jordan, how are you doing today? Mike, I'm doing great. How about you? Great. You know, most folks, when they think about Alabama Ag Credit, they think about production agriculture. But you're so much more. You also do rural property ownership, don't you? Absolutely. We we do it really well because that's one of our mainstays. We've done it for years. Those properties include timber investments, pasture properties, row crop operations, poultry, and recreation. Where we offer a great benefit for our clients is we're very knowledgeable in those areas. We have long-term fixed rates. We have a flexible down payment program. And this is what we're passionate about, providing opportunities for people in, in rural areas to finance and own property. Well, that's really good to know. So if someone's interested in that, how can they get more information? A great way to reach out would be our main phone number here in Montgomery, 334-270-8686. Or you can reach us on the web at alabamaagcredit.com and find more office locations. Hey, welcome back to Alabama AgCast. This is Hunter McBrayer, Young Farmers Director with Mitchell Henry, our state Young Farmers Chairman this year. And uh, we, Mitchell, we've been talking a lot about your farm and, and how you got into the operation that you're involved in with your granddad up in North Alabama as a fourth generation farmer. But I want to kind of transition into the Federation side of it. You know, I, I tell people that you and I have gone, known each other for a pretty good while now when we were running against each other, really, for the North at Large position. Um, <laughs> But things turned out exactly the way they were supposed to. And, you know, that's a different story for a different day. But um, I'm proud to call you a friend. And, and the Federation is the reason that you and I have that relationship. Before I ever worked here, before you were on the state committee, we got to know each other. Tell me about your involvement with the Federation. Does that go back to when you were a kid? Or how do you how do you kind of get involved with the Farmers Federation? Yeah, well, you know, um, as a kid, I saw my uncle work for the Farmers Federation, and I saw a couple of my other uncles that were very heavily involved with their Montgomery County Farmers Federation. And so uh, my parents weren't as involved. My dad was actually an attorney, even though we had some cows on the side. That just really wasn't his focus. But I always knew what it was and knew that there was a lot of really good people in the Farmers Federation. And uh, then when I got to college, I became a member of the Auburn University Young Farmers and competed in a discussion meet or two. And um, we, you know, did some other things with the young farmers there at Auburn. Really didn't put a whole lot of thought into it while I was there. Uh, but then when I graduated and moved to Lawrence County, very quickly, the Lawrence County uh, Federation president came to me and asked if I would step in as the young farmers committee chairman. And I said I would. And so, uh, from then on, um, you know, started attending more uh, meetings, district one meetings, and there I met people like Jerry Allen Newby and Ben Maples, and um, within a couple of years, they were actually encouraging me to run for the North at Large position, and so that's uh, that's kind of how I, I got my foot in the door, and uh you know, the, some of the field men, uh, specifically Barrett Gilbert, really kind of encouraged me to do uh, to do similar things, especially compete in the outstanding farm family. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'd love to say that it was all just 
me, myself, and I that, you know, motivated me to be so active within the Farmers Federation. But uh, if it wasn't for those guys sort of nudging me and pushing me ahead, that I probably wouldn't be where I am today. So, you know, when you got on the state committee, you're in your fourth year now. And unfortunately for, for me, and, and, you know, I, I'm going to miss seeing you around your last year, um, you've you've served as the state chairman for the, the Young Farmers Committee. And, and really, I see that as the voice for all of young farmers across the state. Um, kind of tell me about that opportunity and what it's been to, to be the face of young farmers for, for Alabama for this year. Yeah, so it's a pretty big job. Um, young farmers is is um, a really good committee for learning and engaging farmers together, uh, helping them understand a little bit more about how the federation works. Um, specifically, being on the committee. Um, well, for example, at the beginning of this year we had a legislative visit. So the committee actually got to visit with their respective legislators. And uh, so that was just a really good experience. Um, we, you know, get to meet with people like Katie Britt, who uh, recently just won the election for uh, U.S. Senator. And so um, you, you really, you play an important role uh, within the Federation on you know, who who have we endorsed uh, and, you know, just being a voice for young farmers and making sure that our voice is heard to those people that are in politics, I would say is, is one very primary reason uh, that the young farmers exist. But I would say a very close second would be just the, um, the camaraderie that comes with it. Uh, farming is not easy and it's really, really nice to have friends that uh, are like-minded that think similar to you and so just being able to meet different people from different backgrounds that we're all struggling one way or another um you know with with a lot of the same issues and so it's just really really encouraging sometimes to go to that young farmers conference or you know a chairman's workshop and and be around those guys and learn from them and just uh, be a part of a bigger organization um, you, there's strength in numbers. And so, you know, whenever we stand together, you know, it's just a lot better and we have a lot more power that way. You said that this is an incredible opportunity to learn. And uh, I agree, you know, I, I, I tell people pretty regular that I see my job as, as really three, three arms. I, I have the networking side. That's how I want to get people involved to have that network across the state. The engagement, I want people to be more engaged in the organization that I believe has given so much to, to agriculture and to rural Alabama. And then leadership development. Uh, with your role as state young farmers chair for, for one year, you also have the opportunity to serve as an ex officio member of the state board for the Alabama Farmers Federation and Alpha Insurance. What's it been like serving on a board with with uh, of arguably one of the largest insurance companies here in the state that has the most members of any general organization? It's a pretty big deal. It is a big deal. It's been quite a learning curve. And um, I was telling someone the other day, I think I might know less now than what I knew before I got started there. <laughs> as, as I think uh, Mr. Parnell likes to say, it's sort of like drinking from a fire hydrant. There's There's a lot of moving parts and and a lot going on within especially the insurance company. Uh, but it really has been eye-opening to see 
all the the fine details of what goes on and uh, I appreciate the board for letting the young farmers sit through uh, the insurance side. It used to not be that way. It used to just be the that you got to sit through the federation side. So um, I think it is very important that that they continue to do that. I think it's great that um, somebody young and sort of out of the loop, maybe you could say, gets to experience that and and sort of get to comprehend it in a fuller picture. I think that that's a, a perfect way to put that. So um, as we begin to close up here, I, I, what would be your piece of advice to someone that is either fresh out of college, out of high school, that is kind of on the edge, you know, one of those that maybe goes to a young farmers conference every year, uh, but really hasn't made that jump? What would be your advice or, or your recommendation on someone that wants to maybe be more involved but not really sure where to start? I would say, you know, find your your – county young farmers chairman uh whoever that may be and and some counties you know may not have one and if that's the case then find your county president and you know get on their email list get on their text list hopefully they're having uh some meetings throughout the year um you know even if you can't make every meeting that they have try to go to to most of them and just stay involved um you know, as you can tell here recently with the way politics have been going, uh, it's never been a better time to be involved in an organization that stands for uh, stands for freedom, stands for, you know, small business. And uh, that's what farmers are, frankly, is, is small business. And so um, we need to have a voice. And, you know, the Young Farmers Committee is there to help develop uh, people who are younger to become more involved in that process. Well, that well said. I, you know, I'm afraid that if you ever decide you want my job, that it'll be a pretty, pretty easy way to take it. To be honest with you, um, it, you know, Mitchell, I just want to say, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You know, I've, I've said this was my first full year as Young Farmers Director. I could not have asked for a more forgiving, supportive, encouraging Young Farmers Chair to go with me through it. And, uh, you know, kind of the the other end of that story that I told about a while ago of you, you and I running across each other and, and running against each other for North large you and i we're, we're getting to know each other working the counties you know it's a big area in north at large is is districts one two three four basically from central alabama up a lot of young farmers there and uh i i knew that i was going to lose is what i tell people so i took a job with the farmers federation so i could drop out <laughs> and uh and and i it's it's just coincidental it's ironic it's it's god i think probably really uh that made you my chairman and and me your director for our our year together as uh as young farmer director and young farmers chair so thanks for everything you do for young farmers thanks for everything you do for for our organization you said it right stay engaged stay active just because you're getting off of our committee i'll i'll be sure to keep you around well same to you hunter you know it's been a great year uh it's been a I wouldn't even say it's been a learning curve for you because you're just such a natural at it. Um, whatever you do, it pretty well turns to gold. And, um, you know, your ideas have been fantastic. And so I think you'll continue to do a great job even without me. <laughs> well, 
I appreciate that, and and just for that comment, I'll send you a ten dollar bill in the mail. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mitchell, uh, th- thank you again for taking time. Again, this is Hunter McBrayer, director of our Young Farmers Programs here at the Alabama Farmers Federation, with Mitchell Henry from Lawrence County State Young Farmers Chair for 2022, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to him again sometime. Thanks, Mitchell. Thank you, Hunter. And now, your weekly Ag Cash wrap up. This is Chris Pravat from the Alabama Farmers Federation Commodity Director providing your wrap up today. Retail fertilizer prices continue to trend lower from their peak in spring 2022. Despite lower prices this fall, all fertilizer continues to be considerably higher in price compared to one year ago today. Urea is 10 to 12 percent higher, dimonium phosphate 15 percent higher, potash 18 to 21 percent higher. Overall, fertilizer is in the range of 15 to 20 percent more expensive compared to this time last fall. The average price paid for urea in the United States was 90 cents per pound of nitrogen this past week. During October, European fertilizer manufacturers restarted fertilizer production due to the sharp fall in natural gas prices. The European fertilizer manufacturers shut down their facilities in August and September when they could not make fertilizer due to the high natural gas prices. They simply stopped making fertilizer. So during October, European fertilizer producers increased production from 37 to 63% of their total capacity as these natural gas prices declined significantly. So the fertilizer production out of Europe has almost doubled in the last month alone. This is going to go a long way towards reducing some of the strain on demand for fertilizer in the United States. Locally in Alabama, ammonium nitrate average offer price was $744 a ton with $1.09 per pound of nitrogen. And the urea price, the average offer price, was $937 a ton, making the price per pound of nitrogen $1.02. The Alabama average farm diesel price was $5 a gallon. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.